What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the pickup line. I'm one of your hosts, Ethan, and alongside me, I'm Hannah Vaughn. Hi, how's it Hannah, going? How are you? What's I'm good. Oops. Just getting the chat set up. Excited to see everyone trickle in. Um, I'm I'm a little nervous. I think while I kind of bear all on this show, this is definitely going to be the most like so far maybe personal thing I've talked about that I'm like. I'm ready to talk about it, but I'm I'm quite nervous. Um, so big trigger warning for everyone who's just tuning in. Um, we are going to be talking about abuse today, um, just kind of in general, uh, specifically like domestic abuse. Um, yeah, I'm seeing people trickling, and, and I really want to like drive that point home. Like today is going to be about abuse, specifically domestic abuse, and in, in many shapes and forms. Um, so. Yeah, just just uh, I want to just make sure everyone knows what to expect today. It's uh, yes, maybe a little bit more. Goes, goes like what Hannah said: severe trigger warning if you're watching this episode, because some uh, <clears throat> difficult topics are going to be discussed, and you may get some firsthand accounts. Uh, if mm -hmm. you're interested in talking to Hannah or I, or if you have something you want to share, uh, call us nine five one three six four two four three zero. But I think the important part is we start with the definition of abuse. Abuse is the improper usage or treatment of a thing often to unfairly or improperly gain benefit. Abuse can come in many forms, such as physical, verbal, maltreatment, injury, assault, violation, uh, un unjust practices, crimes, or other types of aggressions. And I don't even think that's all the forms listed. Um, yeah, it can come in many forms. Me mental mistreatment, neglect self-neglect, abandonment. Um, there are so many different types and this could get emotional. So just, you know, if this topic easily bothers you, I would turn off the stream now. Yeah, you can tune in next week. <laughs> we just talked about what we were going to talk about next week. It's probably going to be a serious one too. We'll see. Maybe we'll have to like cushion it with something fun next week. We'll talk about it. But uh... yeah, we try and rotate in difficult and fun topics because we don't want... We don't ever really want to have a show where people are walking away depressed. Like we want people walking away feeling like they learned something and they had a good time. But sometimes the more serious things do need to be covered. Yeah, I think it's important. I mean, because relationships, as most people would agree, that they're not all just like fun and sexy and hilarious and easy. Like they're it's, not. It's complicated. Mm -hmm. Especially then, just two people trying to come together and, and, and coexist with all the, and, and become intimate. Like so many things happen. Well, I think also social media leads so many people to believe that others relationships are like perfect and they're, they're not You're most mm -hmm. people are only going to show you what they want you to see. Um, you're not going to see all the arguments or disagreements behind the scenes, which happen in every relationship. That's that's normal. Um, but it's important not to put them on a pedestal and uh, think, you know, that person you see on Facebook is in the perfect relationship. Yeah, no relationships. Perfect. Some relationships are fucking awesome, but they're not perfect. They take work. I, I agree with you there. Some are fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> High five. <laughs> we found some good ones. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like it took me a long time to not only find the person that was a good match for me, but I had to, like, the person that I was five years ago was not deserving of the person. Well, I guess, like, I don't want to say deserve. 
was not ready for the kind of relationship I have now. I don't know if I was even capable of accepting that kind of relationship or or like a fucking awesome relationship. Yeah, I mean, I I so I just I want to just totally like cat of the bag, like explain what what I want to open up about to uh, open up about today. Um, while abuse, specifically domestic violence, um, is a uh, like very I don't know how to say statistically women face it a lot. Um, and it's, it's really shocking when you look at the numbers and see like how many women are hurt by people that are supposed to take care of them are supposed to, you know, not take care, but intimate partners, uh, and people who you're supposed to trust. Um, but I know firsthand that it is not always the case and men can absolutely be victims of all kinds of abuse and they can absolutely be victims of physical abuse. I had a couple, like a handful of episodes. I don't even know what I would call them, but I used to be physically abusive to um, my previous partner. Um, not on a regular basis, but just to like, you know, kind of put it into perspective. But it still doesn't make it better that I even did it at all, ever. Um, so I wanted to kind of, I know I'm kind of talking slowly because, because what's, what's so nervous, I'm not really nervous that people like know this about me. I'm more nervous of like making sure I represent things in a way that isn't going to be like, I want people to benefit from this. I want people who, if you are being abused or you feel like you are someone who is the unhealthy one, um, I want to talk about it. And there's, I just want to make sure that I'm giving not advice. I'm not a professional, but I feel I, I hope that sharing my experience and my perspective is beneficial to someone who might be going through something similar on, on either end, because I have been on both ends. I didn't ever think that I would be looking at it now. It, it all makes sense that I was I was like a perfect candidate to become this way. But I never thought that I would become a person who was like so just hurting to the point where I intentionally hurt other people. Um, so I guess I, I get this unique ex uh, perspective of, of knowing both of the mindsets. And I'm not saying that I speak for everyone who has been abused or I speak for everyone who has been abusive. Um, but I hope at least you take something away from this. If, if, you know, maybe ho I hope that no one's in that situation, but, um, you are, I hope, I hope everyone can take something away from this. And I just want to make sure I give, I don't mislead anyone and, and, and say anything that's, you know, screwed up basically, because, you know, I, I was definitely the screwed up one. Um, and I, I can't like you telling me this now, I, I can't even picture that Hannah. I, I picture this lovable one. I know. Um, I mean, I got an attitude still, uh, but oh, I know you got an attitude. I, I can see that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, it's taken a lot of work for me to get to where I am today. Um, but basically, my, my point of that whole like weird long rant is that I just I want to really emphasize that anyone can be abused. It doesn't matter if you're this if you're bigger than me. You know, that was that's like the thing is mm -hmm. when I would tell people and, and kind of confide in, in what I had experienced and what I had done, I was 
ashamed. I'm still ashamed. I'm not proud of it. Um, when I give the context, I go, oh, well, you know, he was so much stronger than you and he deserved it. And that really bothers me because like, while, okay, cool, it takes the responsibility away from me and the accountability away from me. Like, that's not, that's not productive. That's not, that's not going to make me better. And that doesn't make the world better by perpetuating this idea that men can't be victims. And it's just terrible. It's just, it's, I, it really bothers me. And, um, you know, I, I'm keeping up with the whole Johnny Depp situation. And while I'm not in that relationship and like, I don't really like to, you know, give my opinion on, on celebrity relationships because like, dude, uh, it's been interesting to follow that and see the narrative surrounding it. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that people are, sh I, I'm seeing a shift in people realizing that men can definitely be abused. Um, right definitely be victims. So it's just, I, I want to, I want to add to that and just let people know, like I can firsthand let you know that this like five, 200 something like was a very nasty, hurtful person and caused damage to someone who it doesn't matter what he did. He did not deserve that. I should have just left. I was very angry, obviously. I mean, it comes from somewhere, but that did not warrant the behavior. I was not expressing it in a way that was healthy for either of us. Um, doesn't make anyone feel good. Um, so basically, I, what what I what I did immediately after uh, realizing I had this this was this was an issue, I got psychiatric help, and that has been very important. In that was like the first step of like, okay, something's going on where I needed to like 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 pump the brakes as much as I can, not like, holy shit, I, I'm, I've got a problem, like pump me up with the drugs. But basically it was like, I, I went and saw a mental health professional immediately. Right. Um, and, and not everyone who is an abuser, like has mental illness. That's not, that's definitely not the case. But in my case, um, I do think that played a part in it. Doesn't excuse it. I can give all this context and explain my perspective and why in the moment I, I, I felt justified in doing that. But um, I do think that understanding like the root of the issue was how I learned to just be behave better and to take out my anger better and communicate better and and learn what my triggers were and realize that other people weren't responsible for them it was my responsibility to have better Thanks. coping skills and communicate what was going on and um I, I also want to touch on the fact that, like, you know, I have a history of abuse. And, and when I saw myself turn into this abusive person, I realized, like, I was becoming everything that I hated. That, that hurt me, you know, like, I was just, you know, they talk about breaking the cycle. I was continuing it. I saw myself going down this path where I'm like, I am going to become the reason I'm going to be part, like, part of the problem, basically. I'm going to become part, like, the, the kind of person that hurt me. And I didn't want to be like that. And, um, you know, I, I, I didn't want to come on here and be like, look, give people second chances because they can change. I really want to drive, like, the point home that if you are in an abusive relationship, don't take me saying this as, oh, well, people change, they get better. Because it's <laughs> a lot of work and nobody 
but the person can do it for themselves. Like, I, I hope that makes sense. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. And you should not under, just because you see Hannah's changed doesn't mean you should stay in an abusive relationship. You no, I wouldn't recommend that at all. Sometimes um, like just complete, like ripping the bandaid off <laughs> and completely working on myself alone was what I needed to do. And, you know, I was very lucky to have support, but it was nobody's responsibility to hold my hand and put up with the shit I was putting them through when it was getting to that point. You know, it's not like I was just emotional and going through some shit. Like I was causing harm. And I think that's the big difference is like, if someone's going through something and it's inconvenient for you, like you should probably stick it out if you love that person. But if that the person you love is causing real harm to you, I like the it's not your responsibility it's not your obligation to wait it out and put yourself in a position where you're going to continue to get hurt and then maybe worse um that person needs you know to to make real changes not say oh i'm sorry i'm gonna get better like real changes you know like when i recognized my behavior and this is not me saying oh i'm so great like obviously i fucking wasn't but i moved out like on just away from that person and started seeing a psychiatrist and a therapist and um it, it wasn't a f just immediate fix. Oh, I don't, I'm not, I don't fucking beat people anymore. Like I still had all that rage that I had to deal with. And it was kind of like not, I, because I hadn't dealt with it before, you know, something triggered me and I realized I was so fucking mad at everything. I just wanted to burn the world down. And that was hurting the person I was with and it was hurting me. I didn't, nobody should live like that. And it takes a whole lot of like shadow work, as I like to say. I know it kind of has a spiritual connotation to it, but it's, I really believe like the concept and the, and the steps you take when you really look inside yourself and face the things that are fucked up and realizing that you're not always the victim and you have to take responsibility and accountability for the way you, those, like the, the way you behave now because of those things. You know, you can explain why someone behaves a certain way but doesn't excuse it so um we got a question from meet thanks for the ten dollar super chat what are some ways in which you can recognize an abusive relationship so <clears throat> i mean i can give you some warning signs of an abuser and then hannah maybe you can expand on that uh extreme jealousy possessiveness unpredictability bad temper cruelty to animals verbal abuse extremely controlling behavior <clears throat> Antiquated beliefs about roles of women and men in relationships, forced sex or disregard of the partner's unwillingness to have sex, sabotage of birth control methods or refusal to uh, honor agreed upon methods, blaming the victim for anything that happens, uh, control of finances, abuse of other family members, children and pets, accusations of the victim flirting with others or having an affair, control of what the victim wears and how they act, demeaning the victim both publicly and privately, embarrassment or humiliation of the victim in front of others, and harassment of the victim at work. And it looks like there is a hotline if you need help, which is 1-800-799-7233. That's 800-799-SAFE. Um. Yeah, well, I feel what's interesting about that list is I feel like 
some people who are in those situations might read that and go, that's not happening to me because manipulation and abuse has this really interesting way to convince one who's being abused that it's either not that bad or that they deserve it that uh like oh yeah he's doing that but that's because i'm irresponsible with my finances oh that's because i dress this certain way um and it just i don't know you kind of get into this cognitive dissonant like oh that's not happening to me um even though you you hear those things and you go oh shit that's all fucking fucked up i didn't realize that i had been in abusive relationships until years after because so weird in the moment how you know when you care for someone and when you love them and they're abusing you and uh, and when it's not as on the nose as the way i was abusive and it's it's like emotional and and in other ways um it's really easy to kind of miss those warning signs um i would say like as someone who like like on the flip side as someone who has been in abusive relationships i think if you feel generally like you are scared to share things with them because you're scared of the way they're going to react um that that would be like that's probably like a very subtle warning sign like if you feel that in your gut like you are worried to share like very simple things like oh like uh, for example someone i know in my life said that if they were on a date with their partner if so, so if the man was on a date with his female partner, he would his stomach would drop if he saw a female waitress coming over because he's like, great, this is going to be a terrible time because she's going to be jealous. And so it was that's like that's starting to be oh like, my God. yeah, like he just knew it's it's going to be bad because she's going to get jealous and it's going to be a fight. And um, it turned out he was in an abusive relationship. But, you know, little things like that where you're just like that, that feeling of dread of how are they going to react um, you know, not because like necessarily you're misbehaving. It's not like, you know, I mean, there is some guilt involved and that's, it's tricky. And I wish that I was a mental health professional so I could explain this more eloquently, but I can only speak as someone who, um, has listened to a lot of people who have been in these situations and have been in this kind of situation and have gone to therapy myself. And so that's, that's the only thing I can really, really lay is, um, there's obvious warning signs that sound terrible that you might not recognize, but I think that feeling in your your gut that you kind of dread the reaction and what they're going to do if X, Y, Z happens. I'm not going to say, oh, that means you're in an abusive relationship, but I would say start if you are in a safe place to do so. Uh, start just kind of looking at articles and forums and kind of just seeing what's out there and seeing if you resonate with it um, because for some people I know, it's that's what it took for them to realize that they were in an abusive relationship because the people around them could point it out, but they're like, oh, no, you just don't like them. Or it feels weird when you have this like third party who's emotionally invested in your life say it. Um, but I, I know a lot of people who like they it wasn't until like they were just kind of they finally took that step to kind of do some research and be like, whoa, this really resonates with me and recognizing that they're in an abusive relationship. So, right. yeah, we have a caller. Oh, uh, really quick. Caitlin says um, that can be a warning sign, but it can also be lingering trauma. I've thought that in my partner as he ends up not getting angry. Absolutely. That could be it, too. And if you have trauma, that's why it's good to go to a therapist to kind of figure out how to differentiate the two. If there's actual danger or if it is, you know, PTSD or something like that. So I'd love to take a caller. 
So uh, we've got Al, she, her from Australia, wants to give insight on physical, uh, emotional, physical violence, emotional and mental abuse from the perspective of a service worker. Al, you are on with Ethan and Hannah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Hi. Thanks for calling. I'm not a drummer, so you had no callers. Appreciate it. So, what did uh, what did you want to talk about? When you say service worker, what what do you? Uh, uh, I'm not familiar with that term. Oh, okay. I've I've been a police officer for 24 years. Oh, um, okay. So I've dealt with uh, literally countless numbers of victims, um, and I can tell you that. The psychological and emotional abuse can absolutely exist in isolation, but it's incredibly rare for um, physical abuse to exist without that um, accompanying emotional and psychological control. Um, and so I just, what Hannah said really resonates with me in terms of people um, not realising that they're in an abusive relationship. Um, they literally, it's like being a frog in a boiling pot of water you don't realize until it's too late you actually hop out and get get an outward perspective and so therapy is really 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 vital in if you're worried that you're in an abusive relationship or even if you're the abuser you really need to speak to a therapist to process those um those things because um, most people on both sides don't realize uh, the harm that they're involved in right no you're absolutely um, right I know I can speak to the manipulation side because uh, I've talked about this before, but um, many, many years ago in my last relationship, I cheated a lot and I had, I used tactics to keep myself from getting caught. And I mean, when it eventually all got laid out on the table and I saw the, the destruction in my wake and saw the look on her face, it just, it fundamentally changed me in a way. Like I remember that moment so well because I learned the, how, how bad it was and how bad I hurt this person. And I swore I would never do it again. And I, 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 didn't and I won't. Um, but I definitely used tactics to protect myself during that period of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and it makes sense. And, and this, this, it's good that you recognize that. I think, I mean, I, I don't want this to ever happen again. I, you know, I, I, you know, I've made a promise to myself that I, I would never, you know, lay hands on a partner again in that way. Um, but oftentimes people who are abusers go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I've done this. And then they do it again. Like they feel all that remorse in the moment, but they have so much going on with them that they have not addressed that it, it just happens again. They haven't done the work. So, I mean, right. and I'm sure our caller knows all about that. <laughs> and I'll, you know, when I was in an abusive relationship, I, I, I didn't realize it um until it, it wasn't physically abusive but um it was kind of fucked up and the longer i am away from that relationship the more i see um just how bad it was and you got out of the boiling water 
I finally got out of the boiling water, but it's still to this day, I'm learning new things that I'm just like, holy shit, I guess that was another tactic or that was another abusive side. Like there was just, Mm -hmm. it was really, it sucked. I'll just say that it sucked. I'm glad you're not in that uh, anymore, but. um, Me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a, the the most bubbly we've been again or so. No, sorry. Um uh Al, could you turn the stream down in the background cuz we're uh we're hearing it come back through the oh, we're hearing something come back through the phone. Al, is if there's any uh more just like insight you can give as someone who has definitely dealt with intervening in these kinds of things and seen it firsthand as a professional is there anything else you wanted to add or ask or just kind of comment on i oh, just what you said about, about people being able to change is possible uh, people can change people can can get better and, and stop implementing those and controlling behaviors but it absolutely requires intervention it just does not happen by itself um so when people say oh i'll change i'll change yeah they can change but you can't just do it by yourself um right. you need to have uh, professional to help um, get you out of those controlling behaviors. So, um, you know, all hope is not lost, but therapy really is just absolutely vital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, uh, if you're in one, you know, please get yourself safely out of it as quickly as possible. Yeah. And if you don't feel like you can, at least, you know, find someone that you can safely talk to who can support you through that. Well, well, thank you, Al. I think I really appreciate you calling. It must be, I don't even know. What time is it there? <laughs> it's uh, about 1.30 p.m. Oh, it's tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're, <laughs> You're in from the future. The future. <laughs> thank you for tuning yeah, in and thank you for calling. All right. Well, Al, I uh, hope no, you is all... appreciate it and I hope you uh, have a safe rest of your day. You too. Have a good night. Good night. We got our first call from the future. <laughs> I thought you going to say Australia, but the, from the future. Yeah. That always weirds me out. I well, mean, it's the same first time. call from Australia. Just... Okay. Yeah. And if anyone uh, has any questions or insight, uh, the number's at the bottom of the screen, 951-364-2430. How are you yeah. feeling, Hannah? It feels... I'm like... I thought I would like cry and shit, and I really didn't want to because I didn't want to come off as like... <gasps> I did this terrible thing, which like I've shed many tears over it, like realizing and confronting it and having to do the fucking work. And it was hard and it was scary and uncomfortable realizing that like I didn't have excuses anymore for being a piece of shit, basically. And uh, I'm very, very lucky that I have a healthy relationship with that person still. we're not together, uh, but, you know, we're very, very far apart. I mean, I moved away, but I'm I'm just, I've said it like a million times to him. I'm just like, I'm so lucky that like, I'm just lucky. And I feel. I that's the best way I can describe it is I feel lucky. And like, while, I don't know, while, while I like, always will look back and just be like, I wish I didn't do that. 
I didn't want to come on here and just be like, oh, I'm so ashamed, feel sorry for me because like, I'm really proud of my progress. I'm absolutely not proud of those things that I did, but the progress I've made, like, like you said, it's like a different person. And that took, that took a lot of work, took medication and therapy and tears and being alone for like two years. I mean, with like some flings in the middle that I didn't get, have a chance to get emotionally invested in. So well, but, it's courage to do what you did and admit to your past. I don't know. I have a hard time when people like praise me around that situation at all because it's just like I wasn't the victim. I was the fucking jerk. I was the abuser. But I don't know. It just it feels when I look back and, and on the progress, like I am very proud of myself and, and where I am today. And I just. I feel a lot better. I, you know, I'm not perfect, but I certainly have made a lot of progress. I, you know, I can confidently say I haven't tried to beat anyone up. So, uh, that's good. good. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's just, that's my story, I guess. I mean, I didn't really want to go too into detail because like, it doesn't matter why I did it. Um, other than like, yeah, like I did have un treated mental illness and that played a part in it but that's not an excuse that's not like oh i was sick i couldn't control myself like okay yeah kind of i was seeing red but like i should have gotten help a long time ago i this was only like five years ago and you know i was an adult at that point i didn't i don't know secularity says i know that feeling hannah it's difficult as hell to try own up to who you are and what you have done but it really is a huge deal. You've taken those steps. Oh, thank you. Um, you should be proud of that. I try to be. It's just, I don't know. It's it's hard because I still just, anytime I think about it, I'm just like, fuck. Like, I can't ever take it back. But I can hopefully not make up for it. But, you know, I owe it to him and myself and the people I love to be better. Not only for myself, but so I don't cause any more damage, you know, because I, I I was abused and instead of getting help for that, I just turned into abuser. And I'm not saying that everyone who gets abused ends up abusing other people. It's pretty likely you're more at risk to become abusive if you have shit you didn't deal with and you don't know how to cope properly and that abusive behavior becomes normal to you. Um. But I, I hope that makes sense. Any questions, Ethan? <laughs> I have no questions. Well, I I have one question. And if you don't want to answer this, and if this is not. a weird question, I understand. But I'm curious. What went through your mind to cause that, you to react that way? Wanting to inflict the pain that I was feeling on that person. Because in my head, it was like you made... This is going to be really triggering. So if you are someone who's been abused, like this is kind of a very common thing that people may have heard. It was kind of like, you made me do this. Like, look what you've done. You have turned me into a monster. And that's what was going through my mind. And that's just oof. like, it's just like, I feel so ugly thinking that I was justified or I felt justified in that moment. I immediately was remorseful after I had seen the aftermath, after I, like, 
you know, the, the adrenaline calmed down and I realized what I had done to someone I was deeply in love with. Um, and some people might argue that you don't abuse people you love. Um, that's fine. Um, if that's how you feel, I can only speak for myself is that I really felt like I loved that person. I just was very unhealthy and I really needed help. And I don't think he should have stayed with me. I mean, it's kind of a mutual breakup. Um, you know, he, him as a person became a trigger for me. So it was like, that's not his problem. It was literally my responsibility to remove myself from the situation and get help and do it myself. So. So we have a question for some odd reason. It's won't let me put it on screen. So left, right, left. I apologize. I'm not sure why. Um, but, uh, he's been a YouTube member for four months and here's his question. Thank you. Do you know where the abusive behavior stems from? Um, I can only speak for myself and what I learned in therapy is that it was, uh, kind of witnessing and, and taking the brunt of abuse and it just, it's not that like, I knew, I knew it was bad. But it was like it was like a learned behavior. It's like this is how I learned to express bad emotions growing up. And then all this unresolved trauma. So that was basically it for me. Um, I mean, children who are abused end up at risk for becoming abusive. And, you know, I come from like generations on on a side of abuse. And it's kind of like that's how you learn to take out your anger. It's like, you know, there's part of me that was thinking it's not that big of a deal. I'm just mad, you know? So, I mean, I can, I can only speak for myself. So. Uh, Jessica Marie says you don't abuse people. You love is absolutely false. I've been abused by people to this day that still love me. They were struggling a lot with themselves. Mm -hmm. I just think it's so like separate of you. Like you don't make anyone abuse you. You don't deserve it. You don't cause someone to abuse you. It is entirely them. And oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And that, that doesn't, doesn't mean that you should go, oh, this person is abusive to me, but they love me. It's, yeah, they love you in like the only way they know how. And that way is good enough. not good or enough. Not. Like it is not going to serve you. You deserve fucking better. Like, not saying like that person's just evil and is damned to hell for eternity. Like people can change, but it is not your responsibility to put yourself at risk, hoping that they get better. And I know that's hard. I know that is hard, but I mean, I, I can't force anyone to do anything, but I hope that, I don't know. I hope that resonates with someone. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just so. Um, Hannah, yeah, if you could check the uh, private chat for me real quick. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, no, this is kind of one of those things that I, I wanted to talk about on this show, but I, I didn't really know how to fill up an hour of it. Uh, you know, I would love to, if anyone wants to reach out and like ask for some resources, if if you feel safe to do so or comfortable doing so, I'm happy to provide them. But um uh, it's just something I wanted to address. It was important to me. And, and this show, I think, is about being honest 
about things that make you uncomfortable. And sometimes that's not things you giggle and laugh about. Sometimes it's kind of gross and uncomfortable. And that's shadow work. (laughs) You got to confront that shit sometimes. So I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a shorter stream tonight, but uh, agreed. I I hope that you guys took something away from this. It's just, you know, I told Ethan, I was like, at some point I want to talk about this because it's something I've went through and I feel like I want to talk about it because I don't think a lot of people talk about from the perspective of like, I don't know, people kind of just like keep that side of them away and hope no one finds out and never like, if you don't address something, how are you going to fix it? You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah, like you should absolutely reach out and, and talk to people about it. In my case, I'm telling the whole goddamn world, but <laughs> good thing we're a small show. No, but um, I, yeah. Can, uh, yeah, go ahead. Beyond, thank you for the 499 Super Chat. People can change, but you should put yourself first. I'm echoing Hannah here, but it isn't your responsibility to force them to change. No, it's not at all. Like. Put yourself first, especially if it's your safety, especially, and I don't want to like start getting real emotional, but if there are children involved, I am begging you, literally like begging you, please uh, consider alternative options for your your life because uh, having two parents in a household was not worth what I went through. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, I didn't, it doesn't matter that like, oh, we had, but, but, you know, the family should stay together. And and we've talked about that when we were talking about marriage, when, oh, people should make it work. No, like, no, (laughs) don't. (laughs) If you have children involved, especially if the person, you know, maybe if the person is putting it, is, is, talking the not just talking the talk walking the walk and, and and getting help and is making active changes that you can see um you know actions speak louder than words don't take promises take action like that is the only thing you should accept because you are worth it and if you have children they are worth it please keep that in mind um one more super chat from left right left thank you uh, you are amazing for sharing this. Very brave. Admitting that you're wrong isn't the end. It's the beginning of becoming a more resilient person. Like I said, I, I have a hard time. Like, thank you for saying that. But I'm getting better every day. I think I've made a lot of progress. You want to go to the Discord after show? Yeah, I would love. Uh, yeah, we're going to end up a little early. It's just. This is something I was hoping to cover at some point. I don't think I have an hour's worth of content talking about me being a shithead. So (laughs) I hope you guys took something from this. Uh, Sorry if it was weird. Sorry if it upset you. Um, But we'll be in the Discord after uh, where we'll chat some more. And next week we are going to talk about... (laughs) Should we? I feel like we should... We we have an idea, but I feel like maybe we should... This kind of sucked. Like, I feel feel good that I did it, but... eh. But it was a kind of a downer episode. Yeah. And yeah, we, we need an upper episode. Okay. Yeah. So then we'll save that. We'll figure it out then. We'll find yeah, another we'll topic Yeah, we'll give you some comic week. relief next week because this was uncomfortable for everybody. <laughs> uh, what are you going on this week? Or until next oh, Thursday? Oh, Perspective Tuesday. Um, 
at 7 p.m. Central. It'll be hosted by um, uh, Genevieve and our lovely call screener, Secular Rarity. Oh, okay. I want to plug something important. Uh, next month is Faithless Forum. Go to faithlessforum.com. Uh, it's going to be in Austin, Texas. I think it's the 19th to the 21st. Buy your tickets because rooms and things might sell out and you want to meet Ethan and you want to meet me and you want to meet yes. that awesome lineup of people, including Holy Kool-Aid and uh, Skeptic Generation is going to be there and a lot of people. So <laughs> it's going to be a blast. Yeah. Can't wait. Uh, Jessica Marie says extra props to you, Hannah, being that real is never easy. No, it's not. I try. And, you know, there are topics I want to cover eventually that I still have not. I admire your courage because you were able to come forward and do it. There are a couple things I want to talk about that I have am currently just unable to do. And I hope to one day be able to. Well, if I'm going to promote, you know, honest and open conversations and talking about things that I feel like should be talked about, I should probably share the hard stuff too. So that was my, my thought process. Um, but I was ready. You might not be ready. So exactly. I've shared a lot of hard stuff already. Um, yeah. You know, I can yeah. do so much uh, at once. Yes, exactly. So, and you've made progress right. as well. Oh, I, uh, I got a real quick thank our patrons, Cindy Plaza, Left, Right, Left, Kenneth Leonard, Sky, Jump and Shoot, Oz, Secular Rarity, Philip Leach, Caitlin Beyond, Toast, Richard Gilliver, Sunset Sarge, Amit Matthew, Ray Sylvester, Kyle Brewer. Thank you for your patronage. Everyone else, feel free to join us in the uh, Discord after show.